0: Rise and shine, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews, Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m.
1: Right, good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. How y'all doing? The time is now 8.09 a.m., And you are listening to the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We are Good Morning Aurora. It is Thursday, August 5th, 2020. A beautiful, sunshiny day outside with a slight breeze. So the heat is not overwhelming and the breeze is not too cool for you. It's nice and just in the middle, like grandma's porridge, if y'all are old enough to remember that story. This is going to be a good interview today. Oh, it's not Thursday. It's Wednesday. So... We just had our coffee on the mic, but this is going to be a good show. We're waking up, you guys. (laughs) We're waking up. Uh, We are joined in the studio today by our friend Juan of Dapper Brews. What's up, Juan? How you doing?
0: How's it going?
1: Good morning. All right. right. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. Live claps until we get the clap button. We've got our friend JV from pre-mail in here as well. Hunter behind the boards. And your name, my man? Jose. Jose. And my friend and co host uh, Christine, Casey in the Morning, part, like, 90 right now. So it's going really good. Um, today is Wellness Wednesday. Wellness Wednesdays have been dedicated to emotional and physical and mental health issues. And while we're not going to be talking to a psychologist today, if you're like me, coffee helps you in many ways, and it helps your mental and emotional state. And also, we're going to have a motivational factor Uh, as well today so that is going to do us all in good stead and we hope that this can bring some light Uh, in this interview bring some light to yourselves it'll uh, illuminate us and we will be able to speak to a very dear friend and a person that I admire had the chance to meet and uh, have been impressed by his hustle and his hard work so without further ado we are going to get into the news and we have a lot to talk about today excuse me So on the 10th of August, save this date, on that Monday um, from 9 a.m. to noon at Phillips Park, 1000 Ray Moses Drive, uh, there is going to be a free groceries pop-up pantry. And it's citywide. This has happened before in the past. Uh, It's been going on since COVID has been happening. There was a little bit of a brief hiatus, but now it is back on. Uh, And this is in conjunction with the City of Aurora, the Quad County Urban League, Marie Wilkinson's Food Pantry, and Ward 3 Alderman Ted Masiakos, and also the Northern Illinois Food Bank. No contact distribution. Food is placed in your car. No ID is necessary. First come, first serve from 9 a.m. to noon. Um, this has been a really good initiative. It made the news several times and uh, consistently each one of these on a Monday has fed over 1,000 families. So shout out to the city of Aurora, Ted Masiakos for Alderman, um, and all the people who are involved in making sure that folks eat. Um, The COVID crisis, when it came, took people's jobs, took their livelihood, and in many cases, it took their food. And if you are not able to eat, hunger insecurity and food insecurity um, bodes well for one's overall health and disposition. So shout out to everybody involved in feeding families. That is a wonderful thing. Hit and hip-hop step class. Okay, so this is in Geneva, but shout out because um, this person is a good friend of the show. August 16th at 10 o'clock a.m., $20 per person. Get fit with Lethal's Fitness, an introductory hip-hop step class and nutritional smoothie. Man, that 20 bucks gets you a lot shout out strikers fox valley indoor facility at 1000 south kirk road in geneva illinois we'll post this to make sure that you guys have the information shout out to our friends out there in geneva and you guys should definitely check that out get your workout on and sip a smoothie stock and rock around our block donate items for batavia's interfaith food pantry daddyo's diner believes no one should go hungry that's why they started and have kicked off stock and rock around the block to stock the shelves of the batavia interfaith food pantry a lot of the food pantries for those who do not know work in tandem with each other so if levels are low at one food pantry another one can augment that by simply giving donating and things like that so shout out to the food pantries for all the stuff that they do the current needed items are as follows canned chili tuna fish applesauce ready-to-eat soups laundry detergent diapers, cereal bars, pudding cups, individual fruit cups, peanut butter and crackers, feminine products, spaghetti sauce jars, ramen noodles, and granola bars. You can visit BataviaFoodPantry.org for an extended list of items, and uh, if you are able to, please donate to the Batavia Food Pantry and the Aurora Interfaith Food Pantry on Jericho Road. Today, if you don't got no job, you shouldn't be sleeping right now, you need to be awake up and looking. Today is the virtual recruitment presentation through the Illinois Department of Human Services. You can learn about careers and the application process with the IDHS on today and the third Wednesday from 10 o'clock a.m. until 11 o'clock a.m. as well. Now you have to register. We posted this link. We'll make sure that it's re-posted again so you guys can do it. And if your boyfriend doesn't have a job and he's sitting there playing 2K all day, Turn off the Xbox and make sure your man can take you out to eat. Get a J-O-B. Meals for Adults, Friday, August 21st, the Kane County um, Judicial Center working through the Kane County Sheriff's Office and the Kane Senior Council have meals for older adults. On the day of pickup, you have to maintain a six-foot distance, but older adults who are 60 uh, years of age and older are eligible to receive five frozen meals. To register, you have to call 630-812-6775. You guys are probably getting tired of us uh, posting this because we have been posting this repeatedly, so you guys see it. Um, As a, uh, as a, show who cares deeply about our veterans and our seniors we like to make sure that this information is well read and presented to you folks um, temporary ser- this temporary service may conclude at any time with notification for more information about the Kane senior Council who is always looking for volunteers shout out to the Kane senior Council you can call 630-338-0999 or email info at kane senior council dot all right, Testing my voice on the mic. That's what I'm doing right now. Okay. My friend or our friend of the show, Jen Ingram, is hosting the Peace of Art Camp on Thursday, August 13th from 5 o'clock p.m. until 7 p.m. Now, that's going to be at the Peace House, which is at 301 5th Street in Aurora. And it's right next to a church, the name of which escapes me at the moment. But please come out for that if you are able to attend. Shout out to uh, Jen Ingram Art and our friends at Vizal Arts as well who, in conjunction with her, were able to paint the front of the uh, food pantry on Jericho Road. It looks really nice, and shout out to her daughter as well, who was out there slinging some paint. Don't forget the First Friday Jam at Aurora Tap House on August 7th with our friends um, Rogue One and Fat Boy. That's going to be at 9 o'clock p.m., and also do not forget the um, Beyond the Walls Exposition of Street Art and Culture, which is going to be at gallery one nine zero four at one east benton which was the old school royal public library and that is from 5 30 to 8 30 p.m the after party is going to be at mccarty mills at 140 south river street um that's gonna be a lot of fun and we'll be in the house you gonna
2: are you gonna be in? i'll be there
1: okay good i said we but if she wasn't there I'd be like oh you said we but it's only you fool <laughs> So, yeah, we are going to be there. So, you know, if you're lucky, you might even get a chance to see us there. Hey. And then last but not least, I'd like to bring up our dear friend of the show, Grant Millerin, who has his next date of play. is going to be August 15th at Long Grove Live. And after that, on the 16th, he'll be at the Cork Wine Bar in Long Grove, Illinois. He is not going to be back in Aurora for a while. After that, he's in Downers Grove, Lake Geneva, Schaumburg, and Plainfield. Shout out to Grant Miller. And we hope to see his smiling face again. All right, so that is the news. The time is now eight seventeen a.m. And you're listening to Good Morning Aurora. So now we'll get into our interview. Did you mention our... Amy Nelson? Good look. <laughs> Good looking out. I want to give I a got shout you. out. I yes, got you. yes. Shout out to Amy Nelson and Amy Nelson Photo um, for the shout out that she gave us yesterday. Uh, thank you for listening to us and being a subscriber on. Spotify, we really appreciate that uh, We appreciate everybody who helps us out uh, Anybody who gives us a listen And we try to reciprocate that And just let it be known who our, who our people are It really means a lot Thank you for supporting us, Amy Nelson Good looking out And thank you for remembering, reminding a brother To my friend Christine here That's the coffee you guys hear But you can't smell it through the mic So, yes So without further ado, Juan We're glad to have you on the show, my man
0: Well, thank you for having me.
1: Yes, yes, yes. So we're gonna get into a lot today. uh, Talk to you and learn about you, and let the listeners and the guests know who you are. Um, But for starters, if you could introduce yourself and tell us where you're from.
0: Uh, Well, as you mentioned earlier, my name is Juan. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm from Aurora. I've been born and raised in Aurora, born in the early 80s. I don't want to date myself too much, but <laughs> I was born at, at the Old Copley Hospital off of Lincoln Avenue before it closed. Okay. I think now it's like a haunted building, if you will. I heard that. People <laughs> have said that. Yeah, well, they now, said it to now me. there's
2: a lot of renovations going on, so let's <laughs> – That's <a laughs> Right.
0: Yeah, yes, I haven't been through that area in quite some time, so I apologize for that. But huh? it, it's great to see that it's being renovated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I was I was born and raised in Aurora. Um on the west side. Um, lived here pretty much my entire life with the exception of the short amount of time that I spent while I was in the U.S. Army. Okay. Um, I spent some time overseas. Um, my entire enlistment, I was stationed in Germany and then from out of Germany, I was then um, assigned to different, um, to different spots around the country, like around the world, I should say. Okay. Um, did that. I finished my five-year tour in the Army, came back. I wanted to be an engineer. So uh, I became an engineer. I went to school at UIC right here in downtown Chicago. Shout out UIC. Kept it local. Right. Um, <laughs> great, it's a great school, um, great city. So it was very convenient for me to be able to commute in and out every day and without having to relocate and move um, out of state. Nice. And the tuition was uh, affordable. And Right. So it was good. So I did that, and I began my my short journey of an engineer, you know, trying to get out into the world and and fix everything and anything that I possibly could. That's interesting. And slowly but surely, I started falling in love with coffee um, from just business meetings through through business travel and being able to taste and ex- experience what craft coffee was up in the Pacific Northwest, which is the area that I consider and, and that the that the U.S. considers the epicenter of craft coffee in mm. the, in the U.S. So I was spoiled in that sense that I was, you know, um, that I had a chance to experience that, and it was from then that my passion of coffee uh, was born. And I have we have a lot of questions to ask you specifically
1: about the um, the coffee um, beans and the whole process and everything. Uh, but to take it uh, to take it slightly back a little bit, um,
0: what impact did your mom have in your life growing up? Well. <laughs> I hate to admit it, but I am a mama's boy, um, definitely. Uh, She has been one of the two strongest pillars in my life. Um, And um, so she always, you know, instilled great values in me and always had high expectations of me. Right. Um, You know, my parents immigrated here with a fourth-grade education, so as far as academically, they didn't have a path or a game plan for me to follow. However, just through the hard values that they instilled in me from birth um, was what kind of molded me. Um, my parents were very strict, especially my my uh, my my mother, um, <laughs> always ensuring that I was on the right path. You know, because when I grew up in the in the late '80s, early '90s in Aurora, it wasn't the best of times. Um, crime was at its all-time high. And you know there was plenty of holes or paths for me to take that weren't in the right direction. So, right. for sure. Interesting. Um, Go ahead.
2: How long? How long have you been in the coffee business?
0: So the coffee, the coffee company, the business came about in 2015. So I've been doing it now for roughly five years. Um, but that bag, that first roast, didn't launch until the beginning of this year.
2: Okay. And you have a unique business model you want to tell people about how
0: super unique
2: super yes yeah
0: well sure so where the whole idea came from and i'm not going to take credit and say i'm the original i'm the creator of that Uh, what i try to do is i took a step back and try to lean on my culture of the of the past where the ice cream man would walk with his little bells and you know, mm-hmm. he would sling the The ding-ding man. Yep. <laughs> the ding-ding man, too. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just trying to figure out a way that I could kind of lean on that side of my culture and of my childhood of, you know, having, you know, like that kind of memory of me running outside and chasing that man or that person, selling the ice cream right. on the little walk-behind cart. So I took that and I said, well, I want to be able to serve coffee off of it. And at first it just started with, you know, well, I'll sell hot coffee. I'll dispense it out of an air pot of some sort. And then it transitioned into, well, no. I want to take this into the side of, let me dispense nitrogenated coffee. So coffee out of a keg, like a kegerator. So then it went to the idea of a kegerator on wheels, and I pedaled it behind a bike. So that's how that came about. Uh huh. Um, but the business model of it is trying to be at – as mobile as possible and as little to no overhead as possible um because you know in current times as you can see you know there's a lot of added expenses and with covid and businesses shutting down due to not being able to cover their costs and in my sense i really have no costs outside of all the permitting and the in the um and the cost of the equipment that i that I used to operate.
2: You didn't have rent or employees and all these Correct. things that, that right. people. I
0: am the, the the one and only owner-operator coffee extraordinaire. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, right? Isn't it cool? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for bringing
2: all these samples. Like, oh, I kept welcome. them right by me. I'm like, these are mine.
0: <laughs> yeah, so what, what you have in front of you there is one of them is the cold brew black. It's unsweetened, ready to drink, and it's just black. Um, and then the second item you have there is a cinnamon vanilla oat milk latte. Okay, I'm say, can you say it one more time? It's a cinnamon vanilla oat milk latte. Exclusive. So the oat milk is a non-dairy product for those that are lactose intolerant. Um, it won't upset your stomach, and that stuff is delicious. Of course, I'm going to say that right. I'm going to be biased, but <laughs> I guarantee you great. it is. Um, and then the other item you have there is a matcha. Green tea latte, also uh, made with oat milk, um, and same thing, non-dairy for those not. Uh, very cool. I mean, like Dairy a nice glass um, container. Where did you come
2: up
1: with the logo? I'm really digging the logo, of the uh, kind of dog guy, one the uh, dressed up, very dapper. Where'd you come up with that? The the logo first, and then the name.
0: Okay, so the actual logo, I I'm working with the gentleman. He's a pastor, actually. Uh-huh. He's a pastor out in uh, Minuka, okay. um Illinois. Um, I forget the name of the church. It's kind of slipping my mind right now, but uh, he's a gentleman that I connected through, through all the different networks of folks that I've uh, run into over my life. And um, someone pointed me in his direction, and I kind of just sat with him, and I said, Hey, I'm a guy that likes to dress dapper, given the name, and I have a passion for dogs, and my, my favorite, well, it's bad for me to say this, but my favorite of my dogs right now is the one that I, he tried to emulate on that a bag there. Um, he's a senior dog now. He's over 15 years old. He's a rescue uh, pup, and um, he's a puggle. So I said, okay, we'll try to emulate that dapper-looking puggle on this bag and uh, because we also partnered with like a local rescue where we um, you know help and donate money to, to the mm-hmm. rescue. So I said, for my passion of dapperness and for my passion of pets, dogs, let's put the spin on that on this bag. And then also, I wanted him riding my bike. Right. So that's where that logo came
1: from. I'm feeling it. I've always thought that this was like, when I saw it initially, the very first time I saw it, it caught my eye. And I was like, that's really creative as hell. You know, like the, I really like the lines and the shading in it and everything, too. It's, it's, it's really cool and unique. Um so, so for the listeners, you and I have been Instagram friends for a long time until uh, before we actually met at one of the city um, hall events. And it was really cool to meet you uh, on that particular day, to put the, the, you know, the face with the, with the name and everything. Um, so one of the things about you that uh, is impressive and I like is that you are a veteran. You know, you're an Army veteran. Um, can you tell us what it's like going from being in the army, um, traveling, and then having a more localized effect now here in
0: here in Aurora? Okay, um, well, definitely transitioning from the army life to my now a civilian life, it uh, it was it's been actually fairly easy for me, mm-hmm. and I say that because of all the mm-hmm. the uh, of the disciplines that were instilled in me while I was in the service, that entire structure that kind of regimen of follow this. If you follow this, you will get to this, you know, end result. And um, so for me personally, I was able to transition fairly quickly and fairly easily. Um, it, it was a little bit difficult transitioning back into the academia life when I went back to school. What um, oh, um, was up about it? So <laughs> it, it was a little difficult in the sense of, you know, I had been far, you know, f- far, far out of um, the academia life for five years. I hadn't picked up a pencil or a calculator. I hadn't crunched numbers and algebra for X amount of time. And now I was going down the path of uh, of, of like this engineering discipline that's very, very, um, you know, heavily based on math and science. So I had to kind of reacclimate myself back into that that, um, realm and then also just reacclimate myself into getting into the realm of, sitting down and actually sitting sitting on a table and studying and doing homework and, right and writing papers and giving presentations in front of groups and actually having to work with with folks that were a lot younger than I was because at that time I was in my late to mid-20s and uh or mid to late 20s I should say and then there was a lot younger more um y- there's a lot younger folks that I was interacting with so it was just uh you know, and they lived on campus, and I had a life outside of campus where I worked, and I had to, you know, pay like a mortgage and pay all my bills. And they really didn't, so it was kind of, I had more of a balancing act than right. I feel you. I did. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, interesting.
2: Uh, what's the biggest life lesson, I guess, that you've learned so far, um, kind of combining all of those things?
0: Okay, uh, the biggest life lesson is uh, don't think, think don't take things for granted, anything for granted. That's- Um, the biggest one that just popped in my head now was sitting in Iraq, not having good food in front of me to eat, just not having even enough water to drink at times. And I sat there and I thought every Saturday morning that my mom yelled at me and said, Hey, come down here and have eggs or come have French toast or here. I made this. And I was like, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll have it later or okay whatever and I just wouldn't eat it it'd get cold and I'd throw it away you know all those times that she sat there and took the time to prepare a simple breakfast for me now I was sitting there in a foreign country in an uncomfortable zone not having that French toast or not having that breakfast or that spam that I have now learned to love (laughs) Right, spam. <laughs> right, bruh. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it, it was that thing that really sat in the forefront of my mind, and I said, you know, don't take things for granted. Facts. That is a, that's, a, mm-hmm. somebody
1: asked, that was, I think that was yesterday. When I was telling a friend about being in the Navy and talking to Hunter before the show started. Like, yeah, like, I didn't have the best relationship with my parents. When I when I joined the military, like, I just up and ghosted. My mom didn't even know. She got a letter from a friend. Well, a friend of mine came to our house at that time. And was like, yo, I haven't got a letter from Curtis. She thought I was in jail. She was like, a letter. She was like, yeah, he's in boot camp. I think he went to San Diego now. She was like, oh shit. And I realized, like, out in the middle of the ocean, no land in sight, birds, nobody else out there but me. Like, man, if my mom passed away right now, I would be mentally just done, you know. And you can't take things for granted. So I reconnecting our life is a lot better now. But yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to have unfinished like things on my heart and mind you know potentially and and lose that yeah that's right that's a good it's very true yep.
2: a lot of maturing the hard way yeah. <laughs> learning the hard way damn this show things. is therapeutic right now
1: what oh my goodness <laughs> like oprah all right the time is now eight thirty-two a.m you're listening to good morning aurora we're sitting down with juan of dapper brews
2: so tell us about the coffee where is this brewed or do you make all of these bod- the ones that are already pre-made do you do those
0: so all this stuff is made by me. Um, however, unfortunately, I can't do it all out of my home. It's got to be a health department-sanctioned uh, mm-hmm. kitchen. So I, I have a commissary in downtown Plainfield, um, and uh, they, they've allowed me to use their space to do the cold brew, to, to roast the coffee, but, and to uh, brew those ready-to-drink bottles as well. Um, but I will say this. I'm not the person actually roasting the coffee. There's a folk, uh, there's a gentleman at that at that commissary that actually does all the roasting. However, I have tinkered with the roasting. I've burnt a lot of beans, and I've you know prepared some burn. some decent <laughs> your... beans. beans <laughs> but, uh, burn. but however, uh, I will say I'm not a like a roasting expert, so I lean on them for their for their knowledge of that.
2: Okay, now, now we're taking up a level. Like, what are some of the flavors that are in the coffee? How would you describe it?
0: So in that bag of coffee you have there, um, it's a very bold flavor. It's got notes of uh, apple, Ooh. almond, um, caramel, and even a dark chocolate uh, base note there. And they all hit you at different times. Um, some of them, s- s- some of the actual notes may hit you as a coffee's cooling, as a coffee's changing temperature. It'll hit you differently. Um I like to say that it has that strong dark chocolate base right off the bat that you feel at the back of your tongue. But then as it starts cooling down, that's when you start tasting that honey crisp apple, if you will, at the end.
2: This is deep. You know what?
0: Yeah, I'm gonna make
1: sure that we rewind that part of the tape and just listen to that again, that was good.
2: They say everybody came out of COVID (laughs) with a skill. I learned to do like the pour over and the AeroPress coffee. I would go to. In fact, at one point, I had a, I have a whole collection of coffee from Treadwell, Society Fifty Seven, Indiro, um, and even Wickwood House has mm. their own type of blend. Um, and I learned how to do that because everything was, well, it was still shut down, but you just it wasn't easily accessible as going you know in the, into the store. So.
0: Oh yes, I agree with you, and I was pretty fortunate enough to have a lot of my own supply at home during that. Sh- total shutdown period Mm -hmm. so I really didn't struggle to have any coffee but I am with you I prefer like the manual pour over methods every morning I have a Chemex coffee I'll drink about 16 to 18 ounces of just black dapper brews Peru and
2: uh, see now you know what's in my travel mug every morning because I make it myself see
0: (laughs) Mm, knowledge.
2: <laughs> I'll bring it tomorrow. weekend. I'll show you how it's done.
1: Okay. All right. A little lesson. Um, I got the uh, magic bullet to grind uh, my beans and uh, everything too. And I have to say, when I met you that day and I bought the bag from you, um, so that next morning I went home and tossed some beans and and ground. I mean, it was like it was like magic, bruh. It was like magic. It was very very good. Um, making, Thank you. Making making this at home. In the comfort of my own kitchen felt really good. It was it, the the feeling was good because like I know you, had supported you, and actually was tasting your product. Like it really it really tasted very good. It made me feel really good. Um, you've got a great product here. It's really good. The coffee is fantastic. Um, now, um, uh, origins Peru. You're Peruvian.
0: No, I'm Mexican.
1: Okay. All right. So you went to Peru and got this coffee? Damn, dedicated, man. What? This is international. Good
2: morning, Peru. I I
0: will not take the credit (laughs) for sourcing that coffee to the United States. Uh,
2: Okay. And explain that a little bit about grinding coffee. Like, I use the hand grinder because I've heard that that's better. I was educated on that.
0: Uh, Okay. Well, uh, uh, the most important part is that you grind your coffee fresh, right? You don't pre-grind your coffee, throw it in a bag, and then leave it on the shelf for Month, two months, which is too long for the coffee to sit. If you ask me, I go through a bag in a week, but that's just me, right? <laughs> but no. But the most important part is that you grind your coffee fresh, and then you take it to the second step, which is it just depends on what method of brewing you plan on using. If you want to use a pour over, if you want to use a, a French press, or um, an AeroPress, you know, there's different grind sizes that are recommended for each and every single one of those. Um, so first, grind it fresh. Two, grind it to the appropriate size, and then start brewing. Water? What's the appropriate size? Water, uh, temperature, it, it depends. I recommend around 205 Fahrenheit for okay. a hot brewing temp for a manual pro, for a manual pour-over process. And uh, I just keep it consistent. I have a nice little electric kettle that tells me, and it holds that temperature to that exact temp. Each and every time, so I know I'm getting pretty consistent temperature pours there.
2: Do you use regular tap water? Do you use like a filtered water?
0: Like a so in in those uh, in that coffee, the water is a, a triple distilled reverse osmosis system. It's a very expensive system. I don't own it. The commissary that I work with has it, These are all and. Uh, <laughs> I like Let to think that uh, <laughs> that uh, you know when I first started going, I was like, "There's no way water is water." You know, if it's purified and it's clean of of pathogens, then that's all that matters. But no, I will say that there is a subtle difference that you can taste there. But I would just recommend traditional filtered water for pouring coffee at home.
1: All right, I use bottled water like. In my coffee, you know what I'm saying? Like I'll open up bottles of water and put that in the machine and make it out that way. I can, I have been able to taste the difference
0: between like my tap water and like bottled water. It's, it's subtle. I will say this. I mean, being raised in the Aurora area, I mean, we have some of the best tap water in the country, Mm -hmm. don't we? I mean, we've been touted on, I don't know how many national news for having some of the cleanest water, even cleaner than Chicago. Yeah, yeah. I have fancy people over.
1: Like, hey, get some water. Like. Here you go. Oh, you ain't got bottles? I say here you go. <laughs> That's good. Um, you mentioned the right grinding to the right size.
0: Yes. What's the What's
1: the right size? Didn't know there was one.
0: Uh, so there's like a little chart that I can share with the team. I don't. I didn't bring it with me, but there's like this little recommended uh, grind size chart, where if you're doing a pour over method, like on a Chemex mm-hmm. or a V60, the they they recommend that the grind size be a little bit more coarse. So more like, uh, uh, like f- kind of more flaky, more coarse. If you're grinding, if you're pouring over, if you're doing an espresso, that's something that's need- that, that needs to be very, very fine, that then needs to be tampered and compressed into this little hockey puck, if you will. Right. Um, and, that, and that allows for the, for the hot water to pass through and for that, uh, for that espresso shot to be pulled through. So it just depends. I don't have like a visual with me here, but I can definitely share with you guys at a later date. There's this general chart, or even if you just Google it, just right. grind size for right. pour over, grind size for uh, Chemex, and depending on which hand grinder you have, it's got. I'm um, I'm assuming it's got different settings, like uh-huh. like a like a little dial that you can turn left or right, or turn up or down, that may uh, help. Hmm. Um, so I want to talk about the uh, the process of
1: working with the city permits and things like that. So you've you are Exclusively out at the outlet mall, right? Yes, sir. Okay, you're out, you're always there at the outlet mall, but you're at other locations. You have you have been you travel rather frequently, right?
0: Uh, yeah. So I try to keep it within a 35 mile radius of Aurora. Okay, um, since I do live on the west side of Aurora, and um, but yeah, my home is is primarily the Chicago Premium Outlets. Right. Yep. Um, what's the what's the permit process been like for you working with the city? Well. I haven't really worked with the city of Aurora much. Um, uh, when I got the bike last year, I I reached out to a couple of different individuals, and I think I reached out to them late in the season, as it was. So it was already um, the different coffee vendors that were at the Aurora Farmers Market were already there, right? And so it, it would have been like a disservice to add a third person there mm-hmm. and to have it be saturated when it, it's already a smaller, you know, like a smaller venue, right? So it just would have been. total disservice to the other two coffee vendors that were there so I you know turned away from there and then I kind of reached out to a couple other different ones like the the food truck Fridays or or the or the first Fridays of the month Mm -hmm. I think that's what they were and uh, you know kind of same thing it was just oh well we already have a vendor for this or we already have a vendor for that so I said oh okay you know and I understood I was late to the to to the season so I knew that um, I needed to try to apply a little bit earlier for the next season. Um, so in doing that, then I started popping up at, like, a couple of different festivals. I did, like, the Montgomery Fest last year. Um, I've done all sorts of private events. I've done graduations and birthday parties. And But when I'm not doing those kind of things, I am primarily at the Chicago Premium Outlets. Mm-hmm. And so getting permitting, um, you know, just going through the Kane County Health Department, getting that permitting, you know, ensuring that all my stuff is sanitized and it's two-spec, um, having permits through the through the Chicago premium outlets and being registered through the state pay taxes through the state have an eIN through the federal government pay taxes through the federal government um, it's a lot of different things that I that I had to learn about because there was no road plan or roadmap given to me that says here you go little coffee guy this is what right. you need to follow and is as, as long as you follow this you're going to be successful right so these are all things that I kind of had to spend long nights learning about yeah, right. stand up all night, googling, writing it down. Okay, do I got
1: that? Boom, boom, boom. Are we ready to go? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, that shows the dedication though to to what you're trying to do. So you know, kudos for that, man. Good Thank applause you. for that. Um, now you have uh, you come from a large family, small family, medium
0: size. It's uh, I'd say about medium size. It's myself and my 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 two younger sisters and my parents. Okay, I have yeah t- two younger sisters. What's the best thing about Aurora? The best thing about Aurora is just the culture. Um, You know, and that's one of the reasons why I never left. Um, You know, I've had many of opportunities to pick up and move to California, even though I love San Diego and California. Shout out to San Diego. Oh, we chopped it. Yeah, that's right.
1: We've chopped it before. Something
0: always (laughs) draws me back. And I think it was like the family aspect of it and just the culture that's here. It's like it's you know, it's its own melting pot, if you will. Right. Um, you know, we have cultures from many different walks of lives, you know, all the different kinds of foods and i I just think that the fact that it's its own little melting pot is what's unique about Aurora mm-hmm. as compared to other neighboring cities in the area. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because um I mean, you know, there's not much diversity
1: in Oswego. Naperville has diversity issues but Aurora is a definite like actively stirring itself kind of kind of melting pot uh, that's interesting to know what people think about the community because we like to highlight businesses and people who are doing things positive in the community and there's been more people coming in and planting themselves in the community as opposed to leaving we've not yet met a person who said that I hate it here and I'm ready to go um, so I think that 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 Really goes a long way to strengthening the bonds of Aurora and having people who are invested in the community um, trying to do their their very
0: best. I agree.
2: What was your first job?
0: My first job, um, I guess on the record, my first official job, because I did like a lot of grass cutting, a lot of you know kind of manual labor. Right. Cut this, clean this snow here, and there. But my first official job was at the. I think it was called Galaxy Fun World at that time. It's the now Bolero um, on Aurora Aurora Avenue, Avenue, right there in Naperville. Yeah. uh, Right past 34. Right by the police station. Yes. So my first job was there. I was 16 years old. I was a game room attendant. So I was a guy that would count Three thousand tickets. When the children would come up and say, "I want oh. ten tootsie rolls for ten oh, thousand tickets." You? Yeah. So I, I was that guy that would count 10, all ten. They didn't have the those.
2: scale back then.
0: Well, <laughs> yes, was... we 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 did have a scale, but if the tickets were like a certain color, they were you know they were valued at a higher. So you had to throw those in there, and and then eventually they transitioned into like those kind of machines that would just gobble them up and count them electronically. So that made things easier. But looking back at that, it's like. These parents and these kids, yes, they would pay for excitement and for fun and, and entertainment, but they were spending all this money to get a Tootsie Roll and <laughs> a little you When know. you look at it, yes. Yeah. Yes. When you look it's at like, it Wow right, yeah. You spent three hundred dollars and you got ten Tootsie Rows and yeah. a T shirt. I got a um
1: I um I have a uh, he's my son's eight now. Sky Zone, right? You go to these places and hang out and he's like, you know, They wanna, they charge by time, right? So you wanna buy more time. And I'm looking, and I'm so, I think about my mom and dad. Holy shit! I was, I was running them into the poorhouse these prices. Two dollars for a Gatorade, a slice of pizza, and like a bag of chips with no drink is five dollars. And it's like I'm hung. And you just look like, holy cow! These people are making money over here. A Snickers bar is two dollars, not the king size. Just like the regular, the, the whole <laughs> world. Oh my God! Yeah.
0: But yeah, but no, but one, but it was then that I learned like the whole customer service skills, you know, interacting with folks, and and that's when I kind of, I guess, subconsciously learned about myself that I enjoy talking to people and enjoyed handing somebody a product and seeing a smile on a little kid's face when I handed him his ten tootsie rolls. So I use that same thing now when I, you know. I pour that cold cup of coffee over ice and I hand it to somebody and they said, Oh, this is great. You know, seeing that same interaction, even though it's now many, many, many years later, it's still that same satisfaction it that is, I got yeah. from then and now. Yeah. It
2: is. I was fifteen and I worked at the Baskin Robbins.
1: Really?
2: <laughs> and again, I remember that was the only place you could work when you were fifteen. It had to be like either it was either like something cutting grass or, or you get a permit for uh, to work in an ice cream place and those were only places that would hire a 15 year old I was so anxious to get a job like when my kids hit 15 they were like yeah not, not not really interested but that was just it I wanted a job I wanted to earn my own money and I remember that yeah, you know and it was yeah. like a check for like oh, yeah. I believe was it 335 was the minimum wage back then? damn <laughs> <Speaking> of, <laughs> yeah. might have been lower I don't know but definitely 335 sticks out in my mind
1: Yeah. Interesting. My first job, I worked at a Jewel Osco in Blue Island Okay. on 127th and Western. I pushed carts for, like, literally one day. And I was like, yo, nah. Like, <laughs> I need to be a cashier dog. <laughs> like, I'm good with it. Yeah, because, I mean, I don't know if anybody, any of the listeners have pushed carts before. But, like, if you've got, like, five carts, you can maneuver that. Once you got the whole, like, the whole packed-in thing of carts, like, that's not... Oh my god! Like and then you got the
0: snow and the ice. Yes,
1: and the the rain and all that. And I started there in like what was October, so it was cold as hell. And this is before hand warmers. You know what I'm saying? So like it was just like your hoodie sleeve like around your knuckles, and you're like pushing with
0: your this. Oh,
2: he's like I'm pushing a coffee cart all day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, but no, I would rather. Pedal a coffee cart, then yeah, push, push cart. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yep, that was it. And then I was like, you know, we're we're transitioning to inside. So, yeah. how does
2: the weather affect you when you said that about snow?
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm a seasonal vendor. Um, I usually pop in, you know, I'll pop out from, I don't know, May or even June all the way through, uh, the through Christmas and like the end of last year my 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 last date of sales was Dece- the day after christmas because one it was like 70 degrees so people wanted iced coffee so i was out there serving nitro lattes over ice on a 70 degree day after christmas and uh so the like like the week of uh, thanksgiving uh, sales of black friday sales um it is a very busy time at the outlet mall and mm-hmm. <gasps> a lot of oh, foot traffic I, I mean i i pulled in at like 8 a.m i mean sorry 8 p.m on Thanksgiving Day, I left at 1 a.m. the day after Thanksgiving, and I had sold out of, like, I don't know how many double-digit gallons of coffee. Nice. It was insane. I looked up at my watch, and it was time to go. I was out of nitrogen gas, so I, you know, it was just so busy. And then, the like, the week of Christmas is also a very busy time at any shopping center, so that's another time that I'm able to pop out and uh, serve coffee to patrons.
1: Whoever iced coffee for the soul is on on the gram, big fan. A dap, you know what I'm saying? Got a lot of friends who are friends of uh, Dapper Brews. You know, always got a, always got the hand and the nails in the thing with the with the iced coffee or the pour overs and all that. Yes, so. yes. Uh, <laughs> iced coffee <laughs> cool. for the
0: soul. Uh, you know, she she's been a great supporter. Um, she stopped every time I have a new item on the menu. She pulls up and tries it. And That's what's up. And she uh, shows support. So. Shout out to her for that.
1: So we are in a, uh, or Aurora has and had been going through a time of, um, of social unrest and disharmony. That's kind of the whole country as well. It looks like Aurora is really coming out of that. Um, do you see positive days consistently on the horizon for our city?
0: Um. I'd say most definitely. And I think Aurora generally, you know, done a good job with that being that we're the melting pot of the surrounding suburbs. It seems like, um, we've had, I guess the cultural diversity at our forefront as compared to other, um, um, cities in the area. But I think we, we are getting out of it a little bit, you know, things don't change overnight, you know, things take time, you know, right. and, 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 uh, and certain people will will always have these certain views, or there's certain uh, kind of stereotypes. But with time and with just the, like the entire city coming together and continuing to to like and continuing to support each other, we can get past that. Most definitely,
1: right. I, I agree with you, bro. Yes. The time is now eight fifty two a m. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. All right, so uh, the show on the show we like to and um, things with a positive message but before we get to the message from Dapper Bruce to the audience uh what's something about you that the people may not know
0: uh something about me Oh you really put me on the spot there I wasn't prepared Hey man uh, you got the couch too you know what I'm saying uh, <laughs> okay. No uh well I'm a big nerd I'm a big nerd I'm an engineer you know and I'm all about technological gadgets and and things of that nature so Um, even though I am this kid with this backwards hat that's pedaling this coffee bike, I'm more than just that, right? Right. I I don't know. I mean, I have, I'm a star Wars fan. Folks don't automatically think that because I don't know of what I look like or how I dress or whatnot, but no, I'm a star Wars fan. I'm a big nerd at heart. Um, I have a passion for food. Um, I love trying food from many different countries Um, you know, i spent a lot of time, you know, if it wasn't for COVID and, and if I wasn't pedaling a bike every weekend, um, during the summer, I would either be at a new restaurant in Chicago or somewhere in this, in the surrounding areas, trying a, a new type of cuisine. So definitely a huge foodie, huge fitness guy, huge health guy. I don't know. I'm. Kind of barely scratching the surface. I really you like that. <laughs> that's nice a good scratch.
1: That that's a bunch of good scratches, <laughs> though. Uh, what's a good restaurant people need to know about, or you that's on your mind right now? Good food.
0: Okay, um, in the Aurora area, um, I really like Altiro, The the oh the yeah, taco spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's great. Is that Stope? Yeah. Yeah, that's Stope. Yeah, stope yeah. Stope and Galena. Stope and Galena. That's right. Yeah. It's good to see something of that caliber <clears throat> come into Aurora, um, and uh, you know, I wish that they that the Stope Island Steakhouse was open because I really liked their food as well. Right. Um, But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll eat just about anything. You've been to Mora on the river yet? Um, No, I have not been to the Mora on the river, but uh, um, in, like, like, a preparation for them, when they finally open up, um, we tried Mora in downtown Plainfield, Mm -hmm. and we had, like, a bunch of different kinds of food, and we all shared Mm -hmm. just because I wanted to get a taste of what their top items were before, they f- they finally opened up here. I hear good things about it. So. Oh yeah, the food yeah. was great, um, for sure. Um, okay. Great drinks, great food. I'm just ready for them to be open in Aurora.
1: Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the yeah. one over there uh, by City Hall, that one's open. They're doing like outside seating and everything. I okay. think it's limited though. I don't. I don't think they're. I
0: don't think it's Monday through Friday, is it?
2: Um, I don't think so. I think they're. Is this Mora? Yeah. I believe they're doing more on the weekends and some okay. different okay. specials. Okay. That and that's probably have.
0: why I always miss it because. I'm um, working on the coffee bike on the weekend, mm-hmm. but right. I'll definitely have to give them a try. But yeah, their um, their food was great in Plainfield, so I'd assume that they would carry on that same quality um, to Aurora. Nice, nice.
2: Where can people find you other than at the outlet mall? Like social media? How can how can I buy this coffee? Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> so uh, all my products are available on uh, DapperBrewsCoffee.com. Um, okay. There, there's a a section where you can purchase the coffee bags, um, and you can purchase the bottles locally um i haven't quite um set myself up to be able to ship it across the country but the coffee bags in the bean form i can ship across all 50 states so on dapperbrewscoffee.com or even on dapperbrewscoffee on on instagram um you can search me through there and you can even purchase that bag of coffee or even this hat that i'm wearing or even decals or all sorts of other little um Coffee paraphernalia, if you will.
2: Okay. And, and then the bottles you said they can purchase locally somewhere? Um
0: so uh Different. you could purchase them locally. Um I'm in the process of maybe getting set up to have a couple little local businesses in the Aurora area have like a little fridge up front where if you go get your dog groomed at the dog parlor, you'll be able to get a latte on the you know, on the way out or something. Damn, jiggy as hell. Well, get your dog nails clipped <laughs> and you got a latte. <laughs> what? Yeah, the, the Harry Beast right. dog <laughs> Treat Yeah, the uh the Harry Uh, Beast Dog Parlor, great friends, great supporters, and uh, they've kind of pitched that idea to me. He said, hey, why don't you just sell some of your product here? Right,
1: right. Um, All right, so what's a uh, show ends on a positive note? What's something that the folks of Aurora can take with them, actionable, positive, that they need to remember and have
0: going into this Wednesday? Well, um, just stay positive, you know. We all go through hardships. We all go through ups and downs in life. But, you know, there's always light at the end of the tunnel, if you will. Um, You know, so that's kind of like an overall positive. But one thing that I wanted to share with, I guess, the other young listeners or the other um, entrepreneur types that are thinking about going down a certain path, you know, I dwelled on it for a couple years, just sat on the couch thinking, you know, it would be cool if I were to do this. It would be cool if I were able to do that. But I spun my my wheels in place for so many years just wondering what if, you know. What, yes. You know, so my piece of advice to those that are on the brink of wanting to go down the entrepreneur life or even, you know, the outcome is just do do your research and take that leap, you know. If you have any questions, you know, I may not have all the answers. I'm not the most experienced business person. But uh, if you have any questions, shoot me a message. I'm You can reach me, Um, I will, and if I don't have the answers for the particular industry that you want to get into, I have a network of folks that I can point you in to that direction, you know, and they may be able to answer all of your questions, but so yeah, just get off the couch and uh, take that step. Right. Like the commercial where the guy trying to get you to do the online thing. Forever is college.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get off the couch and blah, blah, blah. Like, how did he know I was sitting down right now? That's crazy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. (laughs) So yeah. Take
2: that step.
1: Yep. You got to have the leap of faith.
2: And we have a lot of resources out here, like at Waubonsie's, so mm-hmm. the Small Business uh, Development Center. There's a lot of resources for small businesses and small business owners kind of navigating through that, too.
1: Yes. Yes, there are. There's a lot of uh, lot of outreach and help that's available for people if they're looking. Um, yeah. I want to say again on the mic, uh, well, for our first time on the mic, I'm so glad that you and I connected at that event and that you uh, approached and said hello, man, because you've, you've actually been – a good person to watch grow, you've been a good person to talk to, and um, you and I had had conversations, I've really been trying so hard through working with the council and everything to change the narrative, and we we spoke about this Mm -hmm. more intimately, to change the narrative of what people see uh, or think about as veterans to kind of open that up, to break down some of those walls and have more people, more young people, more people of color to join in that community and take part and change that whole narrative and dynamic. So it really, meant, it really means a lot that like you and I started connecting because uh, after you, more people started to reach out to us through the, the Veterans Council, you know what I'm saying? Like more people of color, like young guys transitioning back who were looking to be part of something that wasn't so and not in a pejorative way, wasn't so boomerish. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, they they want to see how they can fit in. Can they be a part of this organization? Can they be a part of this post? What do they have to do to be a part of this, this organization, and is it welcoming to them? And it made me, you were the first person to actually, like, at least see some of the small changes that we were trying to do, and that, meant, that really meant a lot because that's been an uphill battle like for me personally, and with COVID going on and shutting things down, that ended a lot of our volunteer work, that ended our parades, that ended the way that we reach out to people, and ended some of the one-on-one time that we had with seniors, and that was bringing me a lot of joy in my life in a psychological way, and now that I wasn't doing that, like my mental wheels were spinning, okay, like what can I do, so I appreciate that and uh, connecting with you that day, because that, really, like, that really lit the fire under me and let me know like, okay, like, like we're making a difference, man. Like we're we're making a difference. That really meant a lot. So I appreciate that.
0: Wow, I, I didn't know I had that impact, but
1: yeah, man, you did.
0: It was great connecting with you. Yep,
1: for real, man, for real. And uh, I didn't have my cash on me that day, so I had to drag this brother to an ATM. We walked like two miles to get twenty bucks. That shit was crazy. <laughs> yeah, we looked
0: kind of suspicious going. We back did. And forth oh my God. And, uh, walking through <laughs> a drive-through ATM. <laughs> and then there happened to be a, a money truck dropping money off from the ATM at that time. So we even looked more suspicious. These two guys with coats.
1: Yeah, it was backwards crazy. Hats. It was so great. Oh, yeah, it was man. awesome. We walked like behind the money truck. And then like we're on the other side of ATM. It was great. Oh. It, it, so cool. it
0: actually made me a little nervous. It kind of made my palm sweat a little bit. I don't know. It just No, it did it, it did like, me too. Oh, what, are, what are we doing here?
1: <laughs> right. It did me too, yeah. Cause I could just see like watch Popo just drive by right now, like, what y'all doing? Like I'm buying coffee, fool. Dapper brews, baby. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> All right. Well, the time is now nine oh one AM. Uh and this is a good place to end our discussion. Uh we had a wonderful time sitting down with one of the Dapper Brews. Please check them out on Instagram and Facebook.
2: Yep. Yeah. Instagram,
1: Facebook, Facebook and com And the outlet mall. And the outlet mall. If you're out the outlet mall, getting your shop on, swing by to the only brother out there doing something like that. You cannot miss him. Are you in a certain
2: area or just all over?
0: Um, I have the opportunity to roam around the entire mall. Nice. Okay. Be posting up right there by the coach store, like, (laughs) hi. All
1: right, this was a great discussion today on Wellness Wednesdays. We hope that you guys have a wonderful, blessed, positive, and powerful day today on this Wednesday. Be kind to others. Donate to the food pantry if you can. Don't miss the um, Beyond the Walls Art Street Gallery exhibit at 1904. uh, Gallery 1904 at 1 East Benton in downtown Aurora. That's on First Friday. And then the after party of that is going to be at McCarty Mills. And from Good Morning Aurora to the rest of you, we like to say be blessed and we out.